Welcome back to Freedom Papers, you guys. It's Morgan and Connor Clegg. Hello. Good to be here. We're really excited. I like this paper, Connor. I'm excited. Me too. It's a good one. What do you think? It's fast. It's quick. It's clear to understand. And I love when he's clearly arguing against the anti-federalists. Yeah. I like being able to see that back and forth. And 40 is a biblical number. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Way to add that in. Uh, I was on Real America's Voice as a spokesperson for Turning Point today uh, on this female panel. It was super oh. fun. And <laughs> I was really happy because I was like, well, at church on Sunday. <laughs> One of the lessons was blah, blah, blah. And that reminds me of this issue right here with this abortion mess. When did you become a Southerner? I just, now. Are you, are you appropriating my culture, About Morgan? two minutes ago. Okay. I'm not even, I was about I'll to be like, it. let me tell you about my love of certain music, but I'm just going to stop. Um, okay. So Federalist 40 is titled The Powers of the Convention to Form a Mixed Government Examined and Sustained. Now, if you guys remember uh, the question of the last paper, 39, it was brought up of, hey, are you guys actually changing the whole government? Who said that you could do that? <laughs> and this paper number 40 really digs deep into that question, Connor. I guess that's a good way of of explaining it from a high level. Mm -hmm. Basically, the anti-federalists were saying, you were sent as a convention to reform the Articles of Confederation. Yeah. You guys just made a new government. You weren't authorized to do that. And then James Madison in this paper, this is why I love it so much. Mm -hmm. It's clear cut. And he just says... Um, the main goal is to fix the future of the country right. and to fix the problems of the Articles of Confederation. What are you saying then? What were our limitations and what were we expected to do with these fanciful limitations that yeah. you're now claiming that we have? The goal is the most important thing, not the means that we use to do it. Mm -hmm. And we were entrusted to do this. This was our solution. The other thing, I love that he was like, and we're just suggesting this. You guys, the states still have to ratify. Mm -hmm. This is not us making a new government. Yeah, we're if proposing. You, if you actually have that much of a problem with it, just say no. Yeah. Right? Vote to not ratify. Yeah. Come on. So with that being said, let's do the first thing. He says, uh, this is Madison, by the way. Publius writes, the second point to be examined is whether the convention were authorized to frame and propose this mixed constitution. The powers of the convention ought in strictness to be determined by an inspection of the commissions given to the members by their respective constituents. As all of these, however, had reference either to the recommendation from the meeting at Annapolis in September 1786 or to that from Congress in February 1787, it will be sufficient to recur to these particular acts. So he goes on and he kind of explains that at those meetings everybody was getting together and saying all right we should put the big minds back together and see if they can right. come up with some solutions get the band back together that's a, a drunken history explanation <laughs> of it for that um uh, the next section, kind of going down a little bit, it says, and such convention appearing to be the most probable mean of establishing in these states a firm national government. Publius then goes to cite from the papers authorizing the creation of the convention, and it says, resolved, that in the opinion of Congress, it is expedient that on the second Monday in May, next a convention of delegates who shall have been appointed by the several states, be held at Philadelphia for the sole and express purpose and this is the key here, of revising the Articles of Confederation and reporting to Congress and the several legislatures such alterations and provisions therein as shall, when agreed to in Congress and confirmed by the states, render the federal constitution adequate to the exigencies of government and the preservation of the union. So that's what we're arguing about now is because the language to create the convention and get these guys on their, their goal here right. is to revise the Articles of Confederation. They ended up making a new form of government mm -hmm. and proposing it. Connor, I'll kick it off to you. 
Well, I mean, look, it, he goes into great detail about this, so I'm not going to belabor the point too much. But mm -hmm. the point is that a revision ultimately can end up in a replacement, right? Sometimes the best way... The, Let's say your house has a has a totally broken foundation. The only way to actually go about fixing the foundation is to get rid of the entire thing, scrap it, and build a new one. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just common sense. That's logic, and it, it's the only way that you can move forward because you don't just want to build on a broken foundation because it's only going to get worse, right? Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna pop back up again, right? yeah. And then everything's gonna crumble. So he's saying that these people are like they're bad actors in a way, and they're just kind of they're 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 deciding to nitpick this and be over overly litigious um, in their interpretation of it just for the sake of, you know, objecting, right? Yeah. And he goes on for a number of pages just telling them how stupid they are, which is just really, really masterful. <laughs> yeah, okay. actually, I wrote sass mm -hmm. next to one of them, and I don't usually put notes, but that one says sass on it. James Mattis sass. I... <laughs> What are we, Zoomers now? <laughs> We've got the yeah. boomers turned to Zoomers. We are the boomers of Turning Point USA. It's true. It's very uh, You true. know, <laughs> after all the books you and I have read, I'm like, maybe I don't want to identify as that. Yeah, um, now, you guys, I liked this sec uh, section down below a little bit early on in the paper. He says, there are two rules of construction dictated by plain reason as well as founded on legal axioms. The one is that every part of the expression ought, if possible, to be allowed some meaning and be made to conspire to some common end. The other is that where the several parts cannot be made to coincide, the less important should give way to the more important part. This is important. The means should be sacrificed to the end rather than the end to the means. Right. And so the big question that James Madison poses in the paper is, are you saying you would rather sacrifice us creating a greater version of government for America for centuries to come? For we posterity. want this country to last right. forever. You're saying you want to give up that? Just because we didn't necessarily follow your expected rules and limitations and the decorum right. that you were expecting of us? Yeah, it's just like, like I said, overly legalistic interpretation of what the charter was, um, just simply for the sake of being difficult is what it seems like, because there's no other logical explanation for it. Why would you throw the baby out with the bathwater just for the sake of keeping a broken system, right? The only reason why is because they oppose the current construction of the Constitution that they're proposing. Um, it's just being obstinate for obstinacy's sake. And uh, the Anti-Federalists <laughs> were, were good at that, it seems like, right? Abstinent for abstinency steak. I'm going <laughs> to... Abstinency steak. I do love steak, though. I um, love steak. Uh, let's go to the section that I wrote sass on because I mm -hmm. thought this was so <laughs> this is so funny. Is it weird that you and I, we read this kind of stuff and we're like, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> That's how everyone should read it. It's great. <laughs> Once you really get into it and you can see the characteristics yeah. and stuff of each writer. Uh -huh. And you could definitely tell that in the next paper, but you guys have to That's wait true. for that one. Um, so Publius says, no stress it is presumed, will in this case be laid on the title. A change of that can never be deemed an exercise of ungranted pow power. Alterations in the body of the instrument are expressly authorized. New provisions therein are also expressly authorized. Here, then, is a power to change the title, to insert <laughs> new articles, to alter old ones. And so if you guys haven't caught on, he's basically saying, you sent us to make alterations. Are you now saying that we can't make certain alterations based on right. your random expectations? Right. Like, wh what do you call an alteration? Can we change the title or can right. we not? Can we call it the Constitution and the United States of America's new government? Or do we have to stick with Articles of Confederation? Um, so he says... Must it of necessity be admitted that this power is infringed so long as a part of the old articles remain? Those who maintain the affirmative ought at least to mark the boundary between authorized and usurped innovations, between that degree of change which lies in the compass of alterations and further provisions, and that which amounts to the transmutation of the government. 
what a good point to make of like, listen, you're complaining, but what would you have expected from us when we were given this task of finding solutions? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was sassy. It was very sassy, frankly. Very, very sassy. Now, you guys, um, next section. We're going to skip because I don't want to be too repetitive in this. He kind of just really belabors the point of this is a ridiculous concern to have. So he says, the truth is that the great principles of the Constitution proposed by the convention may be considered less as absolutely new than as the expansion of principles which are found in the Articles of Confederation. The misfortune under the latter system has been that these principles are so feeble and confined as to justify all the charges of inefficiency, which have been urged against it and to require a new degree of enlargement which gives to the new system the aspect of an entire transformation of the old mm-hmm. connor mm-hmm. loved this part so you guys he he makes that whole point of you know this is a ridiculous claim you guys didn't even really specify what the changes are we made changes and now you're complaining about those changes and alterations just suggestions the next point that he tries to make and he successfully makes i think mm-hmm. is that what we are proposing is no different in principle than the Articles of Confederation. Right. We are just equipping the government with the tools and energy and power. Those are common themes that we've talked about mm-hmm. on the show. What it's needed as a government to actually operate with those principles and maintain those principles for the future. Yeah, I mean, as a refresher, right, this is basic, but we need to go back to it sometimes. Mm-hmm. The problem with the Articles of Confederation is that it gave a good framework, but it wasn't, um, there was no enforcement mechanism to it, right? It had no teeth. And the government was effectively unable to actually operate. Kind of, you're fired. She was fired talking about the Articles years. of Confederation. She said, something went wrong. Please try again. And that's what the founders did. Oh, my God. Right? Well, I don't know. Hilarious story. Let's sure. just pause for the cause. I asked you if you're going to go to the debate last night. Uh-huh. I went to a, a political debate last night. I walk in late. John Bachman from Newsmax was the moderator. And it's this big auditorium. Uh-huh. I walk in late. So they were like, ma'am, you can't go to your VIP seat. You have to sit in the back. I was like, okay, oh, not oh. a big deal. I don't need bougie no, VIP, right? Put my <sighs> fist down. So I was like, that's okay. So I run into the little back and I sit down. And in a silent big auditorium Mm -hmm. fortunate son starts blasting from my phone because i was listening to it Uh because it says i ain't no senator's son it's true and i was going to the senator debate so i had to listen to it connor ccr is always and i sit down and i accidentally press the play button on my phone and it's like (laughs) (laughs) that's terrifying that's mortifying every time i go to mass i like walk in i turn my phone completely off but before i turned it off i turn it on to airplane mode and then i turn on do not disturb and then i silence because one time i had an alarm go off in the Mm. middle of mass and um it was the most mortifying thing that's ever happened you got excommunicated (laughs) nearly almost (laughs) catholic church man they're strict oh yeah so i feel you no worries on your siri but but siri was right right something went wrong please try again (laughs) that's what she said and that's what the founders were doing at the time um so it's just a matter simply of like saying we have, we tried, it didn't work. Let's build upon the principles and make something better. Um, and that shouldn't be objectable. And that's all he's trying to say here. And it's, uh, it's a great point. You're right. He does make the point effectively. Mm-hmm. Just like Siri did. Great job, Siri. Great job, Connor. <laughs> and great job, Fortunus on Credence Clearwater Revival. Is that what it's... Did you end up in your VIP seat? Oh, no. I don't yeah. need, I was fine with that. I actually like seeing the whole... I like watching people. And yeah. so I love seeing that like community. I mean, if you go to those kind of debates, you really are involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I loved watching the discourse of everybody. Um, next section, kind of moving to the next argument that he is making or more so defending against the anti-federalists. The anti-federalists were saying, you guys just wrote a new government. Right. 
and you weren't given the authorization to do that, the power to do that. Who the heck do you think you are, basically? Like, just coming in here and going, oh, stepping over powers. And Publius comes back, James Madison, and he's like, we didn't do that. We just wrote the suggestions that you mm -hmm. guys assigned us to investigate and find and propose to you guys. So he says, in the preceding inquiries, the powers of the convention have been analyzed and tried with the same rigor and by the same rules as if they've been a real and final powers for the establishment of a constitution for the United States. We have seen in what ma manner they have borne the trial even on that supposition. It is time now to recollect that the powers were merely advisory and right. recommendatory, that they were so meant by the states and so understood by the convention, and that the latter have accordingly planned and proposed a constitution which is to be of no more consequence than the paper on which it is written, unless it is stamped with the approbation of those to whom it is addressed. Mm -hmm. It's just a piece of paper right now. Yeah. It's nothing. You guys can vote to ratify. We think it's pretty good paper is right. what he's saying. Right. But right now, it's just a piece of paper. Can I tell you a funny little kind of sad aside. Yeah, um, let's hear it. When I was, I dated a girl for six years, uh, high school sweethearts. It was really beautiful, frankly. Mm. Uh, and then we went to college and things, you know, long distance, kind of separated, fell apart a little bit. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to make a last ditch effort to, 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 to pull this together, right? Oh. And I wrote a beautiful two or three, four page note and everything like that. And it was really nice. I enclosed some little things in there. It was really good. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was like, all right, I'm going to try. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fight for it, right? Love that. Love that. None of it mattered, it turned out. Because okay. whenever I went to go mail it, um, mind you, this was after I fought like tooth and nail to figure out how the hell to get a stamp, right? <laughs> Our generations before failed us because we don't know how to write a letter, <laughs> sign a check, anything like that. Um, I even bought a stamps.com subscription because I thought that's where you got stamps from. <laughs> God, that's it's not. so funny. Anyway, so the moral of the story though is I wrote all these things. I did all the, I did all the work. I did all the groundwork, got the stamps, everything like that. And then I just wrote the address, but I forgot to include... I think the name of her dorm, oh. and I think I forgot to include the zip code, and I forgot <laughs> to include some other integral part of the address, and so I, I kept waiting to hear back from her, thinking she'd opened it, she'd read it, she's going to respond, maybe she'll send a letter, I don't know. I went to go check my mail in my dorm, and I got returned to sender, and then I realized, oh, Connor, you idiot. <laughs> oh, no, I think I just wrote the name of the dorm wow. and her room number. Not the zip or anything like that, but it goes to show it's meant to be. But the moral of the story is none of it mattered until it was received by the people that it was meant to be received. By, oh, right. Just like the Constitution. It's just a worthless piece of paper that can go in the trash if the people who it's meant to be read by and approved by don't approve it. That's all he's trying to say here. Connor, that was wonderful. Thank you. That I just, makes it, so much sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, they put so much work and thought into it and. It really didn't matter at all until yeah. the states actually looked at it and approved it, of it. It's just and like a, it's just like, right, yeah. just like a check if you don't endorse the back of it, right? Oh, yeah. Apparently nothing. the bank doesn't take it. I don't know. I don't use checks, but that's I wonderful. think that's a thing too. What a modern day tragedy, a modern day Romeo and Juliet. But I'm really happy out. for the situation that you're in right now. Not Thank a situation, you. but the circumstances of your life. I don't know how to, I'm trying to keep it private, but I'm just like, Connor, I love your current relationship. <laughs> me too. Me too. All right, I failed with that. Now you, guys, <laughs> you guys see now how I interact with young people about non-political things. I'm like, <laughs> thanks for calling me young. Hi, fellow young person. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, moving on. Uh, well, we're really flying through this paper. Look at that. I think a part that was really interesting was where he goes on to say he references the Declaration of Independence, and he where? says they must have reflected that in all great changes of established governments, forms ought to give way to substance. 
that a rigid adherence in such cases to the former would render nominal and nugatory the transcendent and precious right of the people to, quote, abolish or alter their governments as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Now, abolish or alter their governments as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness is a direct quote from what Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence. Oh. Right? So are we going to stray from our, our real founding principles, the thing that actually kick-started our nation in the name of some sort of rigid adherence to an arbitrary rule that the Anti-Federalists have somehow made up, right? Nice. Yeah, I, that, oh, was a, that was a really good. good smack, right? Connor, I really love that. Uh -huh. And and that's what I highlighted too. And this, this abolish or alter the governments, I saw it too as almost like their complaints of not following the proper process or sticking to the rules. Yeah. It was it was so smart of him to bring up that revolutionary mentality yeah. because I highlighted this and now I'm remembering when I first read it, I I love putting myself in the mindset of somebody that's back then. Mm -hmm. And I mean, come on, you must be a little concerned if you're you're a voter now, you're a citizen of this new country, you went through a revolutionary war. Right. These people give you a new government, you trusted them to do it, and then they mess it up, and now they're proposing a new one that gives the government more power. And, mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure out what, but that's the whole point of the papers, was to help voters and guide them one way or another. Yeah. If I was reading this and I was concerned, and if I was in the middle or leading more toward, more toward not going with the Constitution, yeah. this might actually sway me yeah. a powerful statement like totally. that of remember what this was all for this was about the people declaring and creating a government for themselves we have the power to do that again we can't just right. put new people in charge and then they tell us what to do it's kind of like with socialism where yeah. once the socialists get into power they're like you guys own everything but we manage it nah. we control it don't ask again right. well it's hearkening <laughs> back to something that was very familiar to people i mean everybody mm -hmm. at the time knew about the declaration of independence and he's saying that if we had held these same standards we're holding right now or that we're kind of just claiming to hold right now then we wouldn't even be here in the first place we wouldn't have even have sent the declaration right um it, it, you can't you, it's like remember where you came from remember your roots stop backing like a pansy and stop being obstinate for obstinacy's sake right mm -hmm. and like grow up basically Right. Connor, I love that. Didn't you all sign on to this declaration? Most of you? Right. right? Well, and then it gets even Act more like intense. It. And mm -hmm. this is something that I want to get your opinion on. Now, I was on, I was doing the panel today mm -hmm. and they talked about the paid family leave mm -hmm. that's being proposed. Listen, I think it is important to be proposing solutions in the wake of Roe v. Wade getting overturned. And we're saying we're pro-family, we're pro-life, we're pro-baby, pro-mom, yeah, yeah. all these things. I love that. But I'm also... Um, Culture-wise, I do think we need to get back to stopping this boss babe mentality from being normalized in young girls' minds so yeah. that if they say they just want to be a mom one day and focus on that and grow their family, they, they're they looked at like they're crazy. Right. And then they're told they have to find a career to feel fulfilled. Yeah. So in my head, that's what's going in my head during the whole panel. But everybody's just ooing and eyeing over, oh, yeah, it would be great if we had government provided uh family leave for mom and dad and everybody and that's what it means to be pro-family in my head i'm like uh the family started declining once we stopped spending time in the home with our kids it's true. um but speaking of these roles i really think it's important for men to lead society um men to lead families men to lead their communities and i loved this little tidbit did you catch this Publius says, had the convention under all these impressions and in the midst of all these considerations, instead of exercising a manly confidence in their country, by whose confidence they had been so peculiarly, peculiarly distinguished, and of pointing out a system capable in their judgment of securing its happiness, taken the cold and sullen resolution of disappointing its ardent hopes, of sacrificing substance to forms, 
of committing the dearest interests of their country to the uncertainties of delay and the hazard of events, let me ask the man who can raise his mind to one elevated conception, who can awake in his bosom one patriotic emotion, what judgment to have been pronounced by the impartial world, by the friends of mankind, by every virtuous citizen on the conduct and character of this assembly. And so he's kind of saying the manly thing to do right now is to step it up, believe mm -hmm. in this nation, mm -hmm. believe in the country that we just founded all together, and don't and take the easy way out. Right. Exactly. All in the name of following some rules. This yeah. is America, baby. Yeah. Uh, the Declaration of Independence was illegal. You, you know you know how they all signed the Declaration of Independence was they they vowed their lives at the end of it, right? They yeah. say, we send this, to, I don't, I'm paraphrasing, we send this document, you know, signing off on it with our lives and yeah. our livelihoods. And it was a death warrant if it they got caught. It was a death warrant. If they all got caught, they were all going to hang together. Mm -hmm. And that was what made it so powerful, right? It actually meant something. And this was beautiful. It really was because he's saying like, do you remember this? Do you remember what we did? Do you remember yeah. where we all came from? Mm-hmm. Grow up and get back to it. Be a man. Yeah, he's saying up. man up. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he's saying people that aren't in favor of this are not exercising a manly confidence in their country. Right. Like, what a statement is that? Yeah. And you can't even say that these days because people don't even have the capacity to relate to that anymore yeah. of like, what does that even mean? But I think it's spectacular. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say one thing that that also reminds me of kind oh, yeah. of in a current event standpoint, just because it's always fun to tie that stuff in, right? For sure. Um, the trans I, issue. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, yeah. I mean, it, it, I think about the conservative movement as it stands today. And so oftentimes I want to shake people in our movement um, who say, well, we can't do, that's not the role of government to do anything about that. It's not the role of government to step in and tell people how to live their lives, right? Well, whenever we're talking about something as detrimental and as damaging to children and to society, the fabric of society mm -hmm. as a trans issue, um, or let's say abortion, for, for, for example, right? There's so many conservatives out there, people on the right, who will say, well, the small government thing to do would be to step back and not intrude in these people's personal decisions, right? I believe it's wrong personally, but who am I to say um, as the government? Mm -hmm. Well, no, I mean, you have a manly responsibility. You have a just duty that you've been granted as a citizen, as a legislator, and as a man in this nation to step up and say, no, this is wrong. We're going we're gonna to ban it. We're going to enforce laws against it. And we are going to live a morally, uh, we are going to live in a morally guided nation of virtuous people, right? Mm -hmm. But too often... The modern day anti-federalists, if you will, the, the, the old right on the conservative movement would say, well, no, that's not exactly what we're prescribed to do, you know, by William F. Buckley and the National Review and all these old, old, old curmudgeon thinkers or whatever. Um, they want to go back to this idea of principles and they want to hold strong to their principles. I'm a principled Republican or a principled right winger. Blah, 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 blah. Well, no, you're not. You're ignoring all of the principles that underlie our entire movement of conservatism and of protecting families and of protecting the innocent and the weak and, 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 and the pure and the beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. So go blow it out your butt. Right. <laughs> because the, the, because I have the exact same feeling towards these anti-federalists as I do to these like weak need, mm -hmm. quote unquote, you know, yeah. right leaning. Well, it's age of entitlement. I mean, that, that yeah, exactly. book put it so well with the idea of for decades, conservatives got away with promoting values, values, Value, values, value. and did nothing. And yep. then still, even though because we would win a few elections, because just naturally the country flips from red to blue, red right. to blue. When we would have these little victories, we would be like, we just won. We America's back on track. But well, I don't know what was so sad. The book talks about how after Reagan was in office, the left came back in mm -hmm. and it was like Reagan was never there. Right. And 
that's what we're seeing right now, yep, I would say, too. Exactly it's right. so unfortunate. We didn't go far enough. And now the left easily was able to wipe through because we don't do anything. We just hold tight. Yep. And for some reason, we declare that as a victory. Yeah. We need to act. We um, call that conserving things is just by doing nothing. We call that conservatism. But in reality, conservatism is an action, an active force. You have to yeah. actively fight to conserve that, which is good and proper and true and permanent. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we don't the, do that. On the news today, it was they said this used to be on the left's platform for uh -huh. years and now it's on the and conservative now on the side. Right. Yeah. Now it's on our side and so we're really the championing uh, group for families. And I was like, "Do you can you repeat that for yourself? Say that one more time. It's like how we always would go like, well, we have gay people in our movement and the left is always bashing them and they don't care that they're gay. You know, like, oh, the left is so homophobic because they're bashing this gay conservative. But it's like, well, wait, 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 wait. you're playing on their turf right now. And you're basically saying, we're farther left than you are. We play identity politics yeah, when like, it benefits like us. What? It's like, what is the point of this? Get out of my face. They, we, that's what really bothers me, too, is we are conforming to them mm -hmm. and to their narrative whenever we play that diversity game. Right. It's like, don't even say the D word. Mm -hmm. Don't say the D nope. word. Don't promote me just because I'm a woman or just because I'm young or just because this guy is gay or this yeah. guy is black. That looks really, really bad on our part because it shows that they're winning and they're making it about identity. Mm -hmm. This has gotten too That's how you end up with people like you know, Bruce Jenner being the leading transgender voice on the right. And I'm like, why do we have any transgender voices on the right? Good question, Morgan. It's a good question. <laughs> Freedom papers. Um, Connor, next section. I thought this was quite witty. Yeah. Um, back to that general concept of, okay, so you're saying that because we didn't follow some instructions that you guys gave us appropriately with mm. the rules that you gave us, but actually didn't give us to only propose suggestions of changes, and you're saying that we changed too much, mm -hmm. does that mean you don't want to accept it even though it's the best solution? And so he says, if according to the noble precept, it be lawful to accept good advice even from an enemy, shall we set the innoble example of refusing such advice even if it is offered by our friends? Mm -hmm. The prudent inquiry in all cases ought surely to be not so much from whom the advice comes as whether the advice be good. And so Publius is like, listen, this is the best ending outcome that we could ask for. You're really going to turn it down just because the means weren't necessarily the best. Right. And this is the thing. I hate when the left does this kind of manipulative stuff of the ends justifies the means because they do it in the sense of like, gulag, good, because in the end, equality better. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, exactly. like, what are you talking about? In this situation, it totally makes sense, though. I think... I'm full of analogies today. Let's hear so it. if you look back at the, <laughs> the best sports plays, the best football plays of all time, uh -huh. right? Um, like the, 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 what's it called? The Immaculate Reception, right? That's where Terry Bradshaw throws a beautiful pass. It's the Steelers. Um, and I'm going to get the names messed up. I don't even remember the names. But he throws a beautiful pass. It bounces off someone's hands. The guy catches it, right? Off of the, off of the, the, the bounce, right? Yeah. And then he runs in and scores a touchdown, right? Oh. It's like the plays that we highlight in football and in sports and in culture are the ones that are a little bit ugly. They're the ones that are miraculous. They're the ones that happen, you know, not the way that they were drawn up, but we celebrate them because the fact that they happened and that they were miraculous and that they were beautiful and they were fun to watch and they were exciting, right? Heck yeah. The ends are not what you drew up, mm -hmm. but sometimes you got to let go of all that stuff and just do what you got to do to win, mm -hmm. right? Brett Favre used to be really good at this in the Green Bay Packers. He did this all the time, right? He would always run around and throw and, and you know, throw from his... You know, underhand or whatever is really fun to watch. That's why people loved it, right? That's what Americans want to see. We want to see victory at all costs. We don't really care how it, you know, what it takes to get there. 
And sometimes you got to ignore the restrictions that bind you and just let what is good happen by whatever means necessary. Ah, poetic. Now, I think to close off my thought on this also uh-huh. is like, I wonder what they were thinking at the time of, of like, you guys, we got to get it together now because yeah. this is not going to be changeable in 20 years from now, right. but now is the time. If we're going to make a big change, now's the time. You got to nip it in the bud. And that's kind of, I would say that's also kind of a hidden theme of this paper mm-hmm. as well of, of like, now is really the time for us to push full force mm-hmm. into making positive change that will be lasting. Yep. If we don't, bad things will happen. And they also talk about that in the paper, but it gets a little in the weeds. Connor, thank you for joining for Federalist 40. You guys, thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, please share, and go to tpusa.com slash freedom papers if you want to watch any other episode and like and subscribe and all the stuff. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.